What is good, everybody? Hopefully, y'all are doing well and spectacular. Thank you so much for joining us once again on a, another episode of the Coffee Roaster Warm Up Sessions podcast. And uh, Sergi just got back from from New York, from Coffee Fest, from pouring some latte art. That's true. So we're gonna dive into that over the next um, over this episode. But first, like always, pouring some mm-hmm. some drip coffee. We were laughing at that uh, at our podcast because it came up in conversation a couple of times, and Alex had a good impersonation of us doing this sip, so I thought it was funny. He's like, "Yeah, it's probably overextracted." He's <laughs> like, "Dude, just loosen up the grind. Like, yeah. <laughs> why does it have to be always overextracted?" That's well, that's a fun little batch. I don't think this is over extracted. Maybe at first. I think it's under extracted. I don't know. It's not sour. I think it is. I think the back end's no fun. I mean, it may just slightly lack a little bit of sweetness, but. Yeah, it does. It's pretty good. I wonder what the grind size was. Was it 12? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think when Max was on the podcast, he recommended a twelve. Dude, I don't, I, I don't think, I think this needs to go finer. It's like thin and it's kind of sour, is sourish, doesn't leave like a really great mouth aftertaste. I don't know, but it does taste better than. Yeah, it does taste better than what we had last time with our little mm-hmm. batch brew. Oh yeah, mess up little. Hario clever. switch, <laughs> clever yeah, dripper, clever move, malfunction. Yeah, this is a this is an Ethiopian natural, mm-hmm. um, not from us, but from somebody else. And um, yeah, I don't know. I was expecting more. I th- I guess I was expecting more from the aromas. Yeah, the aromas felt like it was a little punchier. Maybe that's why I'm saying that yeah. it's that it's too coarse because I'm expecting more and I'm. I'm wanting more yeah. out of it. I mean, yeah, I could say probably could get more sweetness out of it. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say it's a dialed brew, but it's nearly there. What was your ratio on this one? Uh, it was just a hair over 1 to 16. Yeah. So 1 to 16.2 maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I might, yeah, I don't know. I'd probably... It's yeah, weird. It's like it's like it's not there or there. Yeah, Maybe just it's going a little a little finer would do it well. Or maybe it's a coffee thing. I mean, it has some kind of complexity on it that I'm in, I'm enjoying. It's like almost like a dried fruit. Was it what? What did they label on the flavor notes? I don't quite remember. They something with cherries. Maybe. Oh, cherry blossom. Yeah. Jasmine. <clears throat> yeah. Jasmine's on there. Yeah. Okay. I believe so. It's kind of shocking for a natural, I think. Mm-hmm. But actually, now that now that you say jasmine, maybe that that makes a little yeah. a little bit more sense with what I'm tasting. Yeah, it's not a heavy coffee at all. Yeah. 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 Maybe I just was expecting that. Yeah. Not too shabby. Yeah. 
So, um, you just got back from Coffee Fest. How long were you there for? Uh, I mean, classic time. We didn't we didn't leave much buffer at all for like yeah travel. It was kind of a tight trip, um, but we flew in on the fifth, flew out on the ninth. Mm-hmm. But the fifth was like, of course, classic all day travel. We left super early. I mean, the ordeal with the wallet. You know what? Shockingly oh, enough, I was able to I was able to bust through security in Seattle without any form of identity. I was shocked. Not a single piece of shocked. ID or credit card. How, I didn't have a credit. I had nothing with my name on it, and I got through in twenty minutes. How's that even appropriate? I've done it twice. What uh, kind of security breach is that? Uh, they they vetted me hard. They did. Yeah, they looked. They found me. I mean, that was easy. They looked me up and found me for sure. Really? Yeah. You're in the easy. system, dude. But they asked <laughs> they asked a bunch of weird questions, and I guess he laughed that I couldn't answer them, and I passed because from my kind of understanding from the situation is like you actually have to you don't have to answer everything right. Like if you know it, all the answers, like clean cut, like you're reading a book, then something's fishy going on. No way. But if you're just like, uh, cause they ask like personal questions, like, I don't know, it's your grandma's birthday, like stuff like, like stuff yeah. like that, that you're like, uh, what? Like, I don't know how old my grandma is. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that. Like it, it was pretty wild. And like, they asked like, what, what, what day was your mom born on? <laughs> like wait what yeah. so it was pretty wild but 20 minutes got through and the weird thing at the end of going through wow. security they're putting my bags down and then um all of a sudden I hear like a small little alarm going off and the guy the security guy looks over at me and he's like dude uh we have code bravo code bravo and all security guys and all security folks just like stop drop everything and do a formation Around you? No, around the airport. There was some kind of security breach at the airport. Seattle? Yeah. And it just, everything paused. Like I saw security guards just run to one exit, uh, go out to each like checkpoint and they were like spaced out. And then everyone where you put your bags in just lines up and just like. Unreal. pretty wild. I was like, what happened? Like, what is code Bravo? Yeah. Uh, anybody anybody out there that works in no tsa like you're not actually allowed to say i I heard a lot of those things really like yeah from what i've heard actually you're not even allowed to say something like i don't know something like you're not even allowed to say Hmm. like some like sometimes you can't say the pilot's name i mean i I would assume i don't know that sounds about right it's like stuff like you have to like some things are like very yeah. Anyways, no, no, dude, that's I mean, insane. It was that's wild. insane. Yeah. On top of it all, it's like we're on the airplane, and they're like, "Yeah, we uh, just did a software update on our plane, and it's a new software <laughs> that we're gonna try for the first time." <laughs> so <laughs> ridiculous. Like, Sweet. Yes. Let's go. Oh, gosh, uh, dude. Like trial, trial, trial and error, right here. Like, if we get there, it's yeah. a good software update. Has, if we don't, then you gotta fix the glitch. If anybody has <laughs> accidentally clicked turn update automatically knows that's the <laughs> wrong thing to do <laughs> updating software mid-flight uh, it's like mid- reboot now reboot no now. <laughs> 30 second countdown you're like no that's that's terrifying wow wow so uh, yeah i'm shocked actually like that's that was my first yeah. thought when you called me about your wallet i was like dude how is he gonna get on the plane that's insane because i'm like i'm shocked that they even let you on with yeah. nearly nearly anything but uh but yeah that's crazy and then you went with 
with a couple people or no, I went with, with Alex. Oh, so with Alex. Narrative okay. sent me. So cool. cool. Yeah, basically went with Alex. Alex set everything up. I didn't. I didn't do a lick of anything. Like I was just playing follow the leader, like completely the whole trip. Like, wow, what a what a, Alex what a travel is a very good experience. Planner. Yeah, for sure. It's it was like, one of one of the first travel experiences where I'm not in charge of anything. Um, yeah. Because back in the day, whenever I traveled, I was always like planning doing the budgets doing the plan like uh itinerary like all of that and this time around just hopped on a plane had my tickets ready and just went for it so it was super exciting and then the airbnb we we're staying was in manhattan it's like nice. five blocks or four blocks from uh Times square just right in the heat of it it was excellent Dang. it was a classic classic like Alex did a good job planning because it was a full immersed New York experience. A full immersed yeah. New York experience. It was great. Wow. And then um, we shared an Airbnb with Chris Mendoza. You've probably seen Chris. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Works over at St. Frank's and yes. another bar and then does hiatus. Um, Chris and uh, Maddie and Lisa Bolchi, or they're not married yet, so they don't share last name. They're engaged. Uh, so Maddie and Lisa, the five, what is that, four of us? Yeah, the five yeah. of us. The five of us stayed. Yeah, wow. I got the classic couch, man. Man, there's nothing like the couch. Nothing like the nothing couch. like the couch. It was <laughs> a cla- it was. I think it was the Walmart one that kind of breaks open. That like, you know, you just kind of pull it up and then and it goes flat and super tiny. The Dude, problem with I that, thought New folks, York would like, have a little more class than a Walmart couch. I think that's where I've seen. It. I've seen it on Walmart.com. You know why I have never bought it? It's not comfortable. It's like you rather sleep with it up because as soon as you kind of open it up it's so small that your body can only lay in the middle and if you lay in the middle you lay in the seam who wants to lay in the sleep in the seam that's where all the metal parts are yeah 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 Um, i mean but you know part of me like absolutely loves those kind of things when you're (laughs) uh traveling like especially because i wasn't with deja i wasn't with rain it was just kind of a solo like a Solo when trip, everything's so. too comfortable, it's like yeah. it's not it's not the same travel experience. It's a classic, like suitcases, like up front next to the couch, and then Chris was sleeping on the other couch. And yeah, the living yeah. room is just like you know all the cables sticking out, yeah, like yeah. toothbrushes. Uh, it was great, dude. That's yeah, yeah. That's fun. delightful. Yeah, I know we talked about a little bit about competing coffee a couple episodes yeah. ago, um, and a lot of these things that we're probably gonna maybe mention today yeah. is gonna overlap. But this is like practically. Exactly Exactly what just happened right literally this week for you mm-hmm. um what was it like getting together i think this is your first coffee event mm-hmm. since covid yeah so last and i went to coffee fest back in tacoma so it's coffee fest pnw it's 2019 oh, okay yeah. yeah so that yeah. was right before and yeah that was right before and covid I, I don't know maybe i believe that was my first coffee fest was 2019 and i didn't compete in that one i showed up yeah, yeah that's and right and then um they do a thing called uh, uh alternates or mm-hmm. no yeah something like that. well basically it's like a sub mm-hmm. um so if someone doesn't show up they call in for a sub and they're like oh you're up and go so i signed up and actually yeah. poured at that one but I wasn't technically part of the competition. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even on that one, I got to top 16. But that's because the bracket was so small. <laughs> you know, I only yeah. had to beat one person to be in top 16. Um, so that that was that. That was fun. Um, just jumping in as an alternate. And this one was like my first real submission, my yeah. first practice. Like Alex and I trained. We would... Uh, 
basically we did a training like to kind of copy the procedure of what you would do at coffee fest, mm-hmm. which is like you have two minutes and 30 seconds. You have a time clock. Um, and as soon as they say go, you can put in your portafilter, grind some coffee, pour milk and make as many drinks as you want. Yeah. And usually properly you can execute two. Um, if it was three minutes, you could execute, execute three, but it gives you that little buffer to do everything. And then, Everything, not only from pouring it, like your cup can't have any smears or smudges on there. Mm-hmm. Like for me, like when they did that, I got docked a point. They even picked up and looked under my cup um, Dude, to make sure. Yeah. Nasty. So it's like your I before um, before the time clock starts, I set up my workstation. I clean the bar. I do everything just to make sure there's nothing in the way because sometimes, you know, Towels hanging out wrong. You can trip yourself up yeah. by accident and then get frazzled. Um, but yeah, so that that was that. Um, so this How many was people my people were on the bracket? Sixty four. Dang. Yeah, this this uh, New York is the big one. Yeah. So this is the big yeah. one. And Coffee yeah. Fest is pretty pretty new. Am I taking that right? Like the event? No, like Coffee pre- Fest has been around for 10, 20 years. Oh no way! Yeah, it's been around. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. People like uh, I, for some reason, one of our that friends, was the newer one, where the SCA was like. Uh, yeah, it's definitely newer than SCA for sure. But okay, SCA has been around forever for the longest. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Okay, um, thirty plus years, I think. Cool. I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, take give us like a little rundown. I know there's a lot that you could probably see to this, but you have Coffee Fest. New York, and you knew that you were going already a couple months in advance. Mm-hmm. What's your preparation like for competing from like a craft standpoint? Like, um, what do you what are you trying to do? How do you how do you prepare yeah. for something like that? Yeah, I would say. Um, I mean, for for me, this was a weird one, like a weird prep because uh, last time I actually worked behind the bar for service was uh for makeworth mm-hmm. and then i stopped working at makeworth october 16th and then i started prepping for a coffee fest with no like bar work so i wasn't pouring lattes i wasn't used to That's bar right. flow nothing um and my submission was due before narrative was open so the challenge behind that is, yeah, you're pretty rusty. Like if you don't work behind the bar for three months, it's not like you lose your skills, but you're not as good yeah. as you are because it does take some form of muscle memory, some form of like comfort um, to actually execute your pores well. So what we did is um, Alex and I got some like, we did a few like practices. We did some with our milk that we're familiar with because milk is a big part of mm-hmm pouring the way it glides on the crema is different milk glides differently so we used our milk which is much more expensive it's more comfortable for us and um actually now that i think about it i did work behind the bar because i did an everett i filled in yeah I mean, that, was, that was pretty yeah that minor. was it but it was minimal yeah so got some dark roasted coffee that's another thing because they usually use a darker more developed coffee at coffee fest because uh, contrast looks better. I think the blend was Sumatra, uh, Brazil, and then something else. It was like a yeah, classic, classic darker yeah. blend. Um, one that allows for more crema, and you're not pull, pouring full like shots. Yeah. So we were. I was practicing with 20 gram shots 
and I was eyeballing what it looks like. So first round, we I practiced with scales to see what 20 mm-hmm. grams would look like and how that would feel like when you're preparing everything. So yeah. my flow was uh, put the portafilter and the uh, and the milk jug mm-hmm. next to the grinder. So as soon as time goes, I would grind my coffee and pour my milk at the same time, mm-hmm. set everything ready, and as soon as that uh, is done grinding, I would tamp, move to the side, stick the portafilter in, start dropping the shot, and steam the milk. So the shot should be finished with me having enough time, finish steaming the milk, transferring gotcha. it, yeah. stop the shot, swirl the espresso, and pour Gotcha. Um, so yeah. I am able to make a drink in about 45 seconds. Yeah, yeah. So it's fairly quick yeah. because it, the shots are like small in weight but long in time. Mm-hmm. So you basically pulling 20 grams of espresso in 20 seconds or more, like 24. Yeah. So it gives you that time. But so we practiced once with just getting our pours down for me in general was for my submission. Yeah. Um, and then after I got accepted into Coffee Fest, we were practicing basically the whole flow on how we would do it exactly at Coffee Fest. So, yeah. And I think what Alex was just also like complimenting me on this, like the weird thing is when I was practicing just to for my submission, um, it was one thing. But when I put on the time, I did much better. So the pressure of time actually allowed me to pour much better. And I think that had to do with flow rate. I wanted to get my drink poured quicker. So therefore I tend to pour quicker, like literally oh, the milk came out quicker. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. my designs look much better. Yeah. So that was in my Interesting. Opinion. What would you say to somebody who's like looking to compete in coffee fest? Um, uh, what would you recommend? What are a couple tips that you can give them? Like some very practical tips if they want to compete in coffee fest and pour latte art. Uh, one, like follow, follow your heroes, like follow people you look up to dial in your style. Um, that was one of the things that I had to do, uh, mm-hmm. is figure out what I was going to pour even for my submission. Yeah. Like, there's so many designs you can pour. And, um, I like, even before going to coffee fest, some of the folks I look up to in the industry are, um, Alex hands down. I, I would say Alex is in the top five of the world, like best, um, for sure. Like hands it's a, down, it's a big, maybe, big, maybe, big, maybe uh, even big tied claim. for number one. And then Maddie Bolchi is the other guy, like just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously nicely, nicely is a, like a legend. He's been around forever. Um, Mason is the other one, uh, like incredible. The funny thing is I competed against Mason at a Throwdown in St. Augustine back in the day. But we never hung out. So in New York, we actually got to hang out every day. That was super nice. cool. So, um, so those those are things like follow like people that you look up to whose style you like, and then um, study their style and dial in like why do you like it? What are they doing different? Like if you, for example, for me like Alex Mason and uh, Maddie, and then also um, Emily, um, they have a very similar pattern that they pour. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of the the rosetta and it's more of a like big leaves in the middle like nice top heart um the reason i was gravitating towards that design was because it's has so much flow yeah it's insane but after studying it for so long like 
what you come to realize is what you can and cannot like execute well with. Like when I started preparing for Coffee Fest, I did not pour um, rosettas. I was just not good at them. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, because that's a pattern that I look up to. That's what I want to do in the long run. Um, but it takes way more than, you know, if you a couple a couple years behind the bar or even like it depends on who you are. I'm not gonna say like no yeah. one can master it quickly, but it takes a while to master such flow. Yeah. And that's why for me, that's why it's beautiful. It's challenging. It looks amazing when you watch someone execute. It's unreal. Like it's epic. Um, so like I, uh, yeah, like I chose not to do that. I chose to do something that I'm a little more comfortable, which is the tulip pattern. Mm-hmm. So, um, I also then started studying folks who do amazing tulips and within that, like Antoine or twiz is another legend. Like he's been around, he's maybe been around as long as nicely pouring latte art in the yeah. sense, but he's been around for a long time. He trained a lot of these folks that we were hanging out with, you know? And so I studied his style because I think he has the, some of the most beautiful tulips in the world or probably the most beautiful style that I admire. Now, his style is very different from UJ's. Um, UJ is another famous latte artist. He does, the I think, the classic Ripple uh, one, like six, five or six, one. So he has so many layers. It looks mm-hmm. insane, like very thin lines he has a signature he just released a signature picture with slow pour like yesterday but um so yeah it's a long answer but find your style study it and then practice it then go from there so for sure but i think like throughout this whole conversation like you start talking about craft like again like i name more people than i name like latte art patterns because those people are why and what I look up to. Yes, they represent a craft. I think that was my favorite part is I knew Maddie and I knew Mason from the aspect of, or even UJ, like I know them from the aspect of what they do and what they put on, but I never actually like knew them. So to spend like, again, like I'm like 33 years old and I like feel like a kid sometimes around folks that are like, like Maddie, like, unreal Mm -hmm. you know to be able to spend time with him and lisa like just hang out as friends going out to eat you know just banter like riding ubers together that's definitely my favorite part of the whole trip like even though we were there for competition to compete within our craft so for sure yeah that's that's pretty excellent yeah i think i think that's what in general just makes working in coffee and being part of a craft that you're actually committed to and devoted to so special is because it just draws this beautiful bridge of connection amongst Mm -hmm. people who are also like so sold out for something as ridiculous as literally you're pouring flowers with milk yeah like come on like in general it's like okay are you really like that's like the most almost most ridiculous thing to think about but it's like no no it's like when people are super committed about this craft that automatically builds this bridge of like connection and relationship and community that actually makes it so much more satisfying to even be pursuing it and i think a lot of like what you're saying about like 
man, find somebody who has a style that you like and study them. It reminds me of like back when I used to play a lot, a lot of soccer. It was like you find, you know, a team that you like or yeah. you just watch soccer nonstop because you're just studying the game, studying how they're playing. Yeah. So you can incorporate that into exactly. into your own game. And I, But at the end of the day, you know, even though you can compete with somebody and play your heart out, at the end of the day, it's like, the game ended cool they're not an enemy they're not a yeah they're not somebody that's out against you it's just like cool we both played we both did our best yeah that's what we're here totally. for speaking of soccer uh uj is insane i had no idea that he plays soccer no idea um he is insanely good so if any of y'all follow UJ, you should look, scroll down and find anything that he posts about soccer. He came to one of the throwdowns, like Espresso State of Mind throwdown mm -hmm. is another like prestigious throwdown that if you win, yeah, super important. And that was like, sometimes they have like 100 people in the bracket. So it's like a massive throwdown. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think there was like 200 people in the building. You had to pay to be in the building. Like it's a big deal, right? Insanity. So UJ was there and he was wearing a messy jersey. I was like, that's powerful. <laughs> but so that's then bad. at the end of like coffee fest and our last day before the airport, we went out to eat and we were just talking, talking. And then, um, he mentioned an injury and I was like, Oh yeah. I'm like, I injured my foot like about like a month ago playing soccer. And he's like, Oh, what you play? So we started talking. Turns out his friend, someone he played soccer mm -hmm. with, it plays for Tottenham Spurs. I was like, wait, what? Like you have friends in the Eng English Premier League, yeah, <laughs> unreal. Like, and then he showed me some videos. And I looked up some of his videos, dude. It's insane. He's so good. So, wow, yeah, little thing. You should everybody listening should look it up. What's his Instagram? Uh, UJ Lee. It's just it's literally uh, UJ. It's spelled. I'll tell you, it's spelled. Uh, there, it's wow. That's powerful. U J A E underscore. Yeah. U J A E underscore underscore. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. Where's that video? It's so wild. He just so good at soccer. I don't know how I found it. It's somewhere there, folks. Oh, look at that. Hold on. He's incredible. He's so good at soccer. Dude, it's incredible. So I, I thought it was cool. It was and like, he's on TikTok? What is this? I don't know. Is this on TikTok? Yeah, he's on TikTok. That's actually from his TikTok account. Oh, incredible. Dude. Yeah. Wow. That was cool. I was like, oh, super sick. He's like, dude, come back to New York. Let's play soccer. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to get embarrassed. But <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. Well, as we wrap this up, any any parting words? Anything Man, was, you have something to share? One. Yeah, that was that flew by quick. Um, anything else you'd want to share about your experience? Yeah. Um, don't lose your wallet when you head to New York because uh, getting it, getting it <laughs> <Code> overnighted. <Bravo. laughs> yeah, code Bravo. Yeah, getting it overnighted to New York is not fun or cheap. Yeah. Um, I love New York. That's a big thing. I found out. I had nice. no idea. So I'll definitely go back to New York. And then at the end of the day, um, I think the core theme, like every single time, what I like about the fact that we talk about competition is we always talk about 
the friends and the connections and the relationships we build. Um, at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. And um, craft is cool, but when you don't get to share it with friends and you don't get to inspire someone or have someone be inspired by your work, uh, it really doesn't matter. So, And that's so much easier said than done, like for a sure. lot of things. Yeah, for sure. So just got to keep keep at it. Yeah. Cool. Well, there it is, folks. How far did you get in Coffee Fest? A top 16. Top 16. Yeah. Woo, woo, so woo, woo, woo. I lost to Sean, and Sean, uh, she killed it. She won the whole thing. Yeah. Well, it's not too bad to lose to a winner. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, there it is, folks. Um, thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah. I don't, I don't have very much to say, but uh, hope you guys have, have a good one. Remember, folks, reflect what's good. <laughs>